Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Today on Faith Unregulated, we're talking about everyday armor for spiritual resilience, right? We're talking about spiritual warfare, right down to the brass tacks of spiritual warfare. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, really quick, um, you know, I just want to take a quick break and make sure that you guys know about something that we just started doing. If you guys have been um, in the past ever inspired by our podcast, if it's moved you, if you feel like you'd love to... um, you know, share that with others and you just love what God's doing through this podcast and you would like to contribute to our mission uh, of spreading God's word, uh, we invite you to visit our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash faith unregulated. Every bit of support makes a difference. Uh, You can become part of our community for as little as a dollar a month right now. So we would love your contribution. Your generous support really is valued. It's deeply appreciated. Uh, We really appreciate and thank you for partnering um, with us on this journey of faith and outreach. All right, so we're talking about the full armor of God here. And today's verse is... Ephesians 6, 12 through 17, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is such a good word. Amen. So last week we, we talked about, we ended our, our broadcast um talking about deception right Mm -hmm. and those schemes of the enemy an unseen enemy an enemy that that prowls and tries to drag us into the Mm minutiae of the world yeah and so if we don't put on that full armor god we can fall into the lies and the chaos that the enemy tries to produce right this is why God's word calls us mm-hmm. to put on the full armor of God. Yep. The full putting on the full armor of God isn't just a one-time thing. Absolutely we are in not. a continuous <laughs> battle. Yep. Right? I agree. So, I mean, I find myself sometimes, I mean, morning by morning, just getting up and saying, God, I, I just need you to help me do this today. And by the way, really quick, before we jump into that, I just want to, I'm feeling right now, I got to say this. Um, that is on purpose. He wants to make sure that we don't just one time put on our armor and say, okay, God, I want you to help me do this. And then we, what do we do as human beings? We dive right back into doing it on our own strength, our own will, our own plan. And I'm speaking, raising my hand high right now. This is me. I will be honest and say that I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm definitely um, a doer. I'm a, I'm a 
an action person. I'm ambitious and I will just take it and run with it with my own capabilities and my own talents and all those things and forget to rest, to ask God for strength, to, you know, check in. <laughs> I'm just off and running. And, and I'm, I just got to tell you that we got to make sure that we are checking in with God on the daily because yes. he is like, this has to be that I did this. Otherwise we're not, we're leading people to you, not me. And that's not what we want. Is it? And, and that, that is so, that is so true. Look, we don't, we don't have it all figured out. I don't think any of us do. Right. All right. If there is somebody out there that is telling you they've got it all figured out, walk the other way. <laughs> because okay? if Just, I did have it all figured out, then I wouldn't need Jesus, would I? Right. But not to say that mentors and coaches and things like that don't have their value, but we're all still trying to figure out life. Right. We all have different challenges and we are all on this journey in faith. We're all human. And we are all trying to yep. continuously fight against the enemy and keeping ourselves in alignment with God. Now look, when, when we're putting on that full armor of God daily, we have to look at that in all aspects of our life. Okay. Yeah. Not just at church. The full armor of God isn't just your Sunday best. Or just right? for your ministry. Or your is serving. it just for the pastor? It's for everyone. It's 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 for all the all believers. Absolutely. And for all things. When you know, as we're doing things like this in our ministry, or when we're out and, uh, out and about conducting business, we are always keeping the kingdom in mind when we're conducting business in the marketplace. Right. But when we're doing that, there's oftentimes that we're not doing this. Yep. We're not going into battle in the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. With our full armor on. Absolutely. And that's what I meant. Exactly right. So you nailed it. That's what I meant when I said I'm running you know, full steam ahead with my own plan, I am not girding myself up for what might come at me or even being on the offense with things I need to push through so that we can get God's work done. Right. If we're really led mm -hmm. to break down those, these pieces of the armor of God and really dive into what does that mean for us on a daily basis what is the purpose of all these pieces? Right. Of course, we read through scripture, but we need to also fig figure out how to how to apply it. Look here, if you are new to Faith Unregulated, here on Faith Unregulated, we we stand on three tenets we call them, mm -hmm. and that is faith, character, and action. So as we're going through each of these pieces, I want you to think about these tenets. Of course, our faith, each, each one of these pieces relies on our faith. But when, when, as we're stepping through that, allowing the, the armor of God to help de develop our character, allowing the Holy Spirit to develop that character mm -hmm. piece and our character flaws and be willing to adjust those those character misalignments but when when we identify it and willing i'm willing lord i'm willing to change what does that require that requires action what type of action are we going to take 
And so we're going to walk through that. Right. But I would love for you to just keep those three things in mind. Well, and last week we left off talking about standing firm against deception and how deception and the schemes of the enemy are all about, you know, there was like misinformation um, and just a few things we talked about. The thing is, is that, you know, when you're talking about deception, um, it's the unseen enemy prowling forces. It wants to drag you down into the mire and it feeds on chaos, lies, fear. And so that's what the armor is for. We really wanted to dive into that this week because we just left off with standing firm after being deceived, right? <laughs> or avoiding deception. And it's kind of like, okay, what does that look like though? We're all about practical application here. If you can't practically apply God's word to your life, then it, it starts to not have the value that God intended it to have. It is a, it is a manual for life, but that has to mean that you know how to apply it. And so that's what we like to sit here and have conversations about, because I feel like, um, I just want to, I just want to say this for anyone questioning what we're doing here or it is new. And just is like, what's this all about? We want to take the things that are the hard conversations. Like I said, in the beginning and the things that nobody wants to talk about and the things that are hard to understand and the things that are like, okay, well, my mentors or my pastor or my church, you know, people or friends or whatever says we, we're supposed to do this, but no one ever tells me how. But how do we apply that? What am I, what in the daily, uh, you know, in 2023, 2024, how does that even apply? So that's what we love digging into here because it totally does because God's word is alive and powerful. And so um, we just wanted to dive into that today with that mindset. So the very first thing we want to talk about is the belt of truth. Every time I hear the belt of truth in my mind, I hear belt of truth, <laughs> truth, truth. <laughs> like I, I feel like I need like a big glowing belt with like power behind me. Like I am having the belt of truth. That's the funny. Way. I, I, I see a giant belt, belt buckle. Yes of truth the like, belt it, it buckle have, of truth it has to have rhinestones right rhinestones maybe that's what i should have added to the art piece well and <laughs> <laughs> definitely the thing is is that this is our, like our core it's like our core of everything truth is the foundation it's the truth right it's the it's the core of everything it's our core it's the core of god's word is his core he is and stands for truth in a world deep uh full of deep fakes half truths um we need to strap on that belt of truth you guys you know what I mean? Because that's the our that's what keeps us from being misled or deceived, like we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, so look, the world wants to wants to convince us that line number one is okay, right? As long as you get away with it, even the small little lies to the big lies, the manipulation. We talked about that last week. If you wanted to go back and listen to that episode, right. we really broke down what that looks like. Yeah. Right. There, there are a lot of things that are going on these days. It's really hard to know the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. Because there, what I, what I notice these days, especially, and this is just, um, the, character of the enemy mm -hmm. is look the enemy's small compared to god his his attempts really are small his attacks yep they may seem powerful but actually i think we give it more power if we were to walk walk out god's 
um, his power in our lives. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is his lies these days, the things that are hard to, um, discern. Discern. Yeah. Discern. Okay. Um, they're, they seem to be the loudest in the room, right? It's like the liars, the liars, they may be few, but they're the loudest. And so we, we tend to listen to the loudest people in the room. Right. Right. So that's why I never apologize for being the loudest person in the room. <laughs> I got to be louder than those people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, seriously though, the truth, think about this. So the, the belt of truth, how do we apply this today? Truth is being attacked more than ever. And I'm the reason I, I, I boldly say more than ever is not because I, I think I'm not, I'm not so dense. I think that this is really the, you know, the only time this has ever happened. No, of course not. There has been, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of the truth being attacked. But what I mean right now is it's being so directly attacked based on things being versions of the truth, my truth, his truth, society's truth. Oh, I'm speaking my truth. Oh, well, that's their version of the truth. You know, I identify as, oh, the, you know, this this program is for, you know, it, it identifies as this thing and it, it, it speaks its own version of the truth. Everything has its own version of the truth. And so there is no truth. So the truth is relative. We met someone that uh, not too long ago, well, a couple of years ago, I think now yeah. that that came out and said, I, I, I don't believe that there's truth. Yeah, he said um, it was it was a, you're right. It was a direct conversation. Um, and he said to us, um, I don't believe in truth. And I said, well, tell me more about what do you mean you don't believe in truth? Well, I think that that the, the truth really is what that person's truth is. And I challenged him and I said, well. I'm not going to try to get. Uh, religious or even a biblical right now, but let's just let's just talk about this. How about. Truth meaning what exists, whether we like it or not, meaning the truth is what exists. So, you know, this coffee cup in my hand exists. That's the truth. That is not me saying that it exists. It does. <laughs> whether I say it does or not, it exists. <laughs> like, you know, there's no question. It's a fact. It is. It is. It exists. So whether we can even prove something or not exists, it either exists or not whether anybody has their version of the truth of it or not, it still exists. And he was like, I've never heard anyone say it like that. But to me, that's where I stand on this belt of truth really applies. Cause I feel like, you know, whether I understand something or whether I agree with it or what, or, or apply anything, whether I, anything about it, it either exists. It either is the truth or it is not the truth. And that is what truth means Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, so I know this is kind of like, I'm being a little arbitrary right now and a little philosophical, but I just mean when, cause this is a big deal. People are like, what's the truth though? The truth is the truth. It's what exists, whether we have an opinion about it or not, it, it is right. And so I think when I'm basing my decisions or my faith or anything, the reason this applies to me, the, the way it applies to my life is that when the enemy is telling me something, when people are telling me something, Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. Right. God's word is true 
No matter what anyone's telling me, no matter what the enemy is telling me, no matter how I feel that day, no matter what's going on, the word is true. And it's either true, the whole thing, or it's not. Right. And you got to make a decision on whether you believe it to be true. But here is the uh, truth, <laughs> is that if it's true, then it is. And you don't get to decide whether or not it is or not, but you have to decide whether you believe it or not, yes. if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, and that's a lot, this is heavy. Like that is a big conversation. Nobody really wants to talk but, about but it. It may be heavy, but you know, I think it's really, it's interesting that this is the very first thing they took when, when it comes down to the armor of God the very first thing that's mentioned is truth. Why? Because it was the very first act, action by the enemy in the garden is to come against the truth is to come against the truth. Absolutely. And it's the basis because for the rest of right, it. Right. Because that was the first thing under attack mm -hmm. is the truth. It's the core. It's the very, the very thing that God stands for and who he is yep. and therefore who we are, the, who, we, what we need to defend against. All right. Because the enemy is going to try to deceive you. They're going, he's going to water down the truth, confuse, blur the lines, all those things. Yep. Blurring the lines is obvious today. Okay. Right. But God will make those things a little bit more clear. But what is, again, faith, character, and action? We were talking, we're talking a lot about that faith piece, right? Mm -hmm. We have to believe in it. Okay. What is true in, in regards to your character? Where are those lines that we are blurring? In our own lives. In our own lives. What truth are we saying? Well, we kind of agree. We kind of don't. I'm not sure how I feel about that. And that's something you take to God. That's okay. Right. But we have to make those decisions. And so I will just end this this section with, you know, if if the enemy can can blur the lines enough and the belt of truth, the rest of this armor goes away. Because then we stop believing that the rest of it even exists. Well, that's without the, that's the why belt, it, yeah. it, everything will fall apart. Right, without the belt, <laughs> right? But up, up. So he ha he's it's easiest for him just to go after the truth because then he doesn't have to go after everything else individually. It's just one big fell swoop. And if the person doesn't believe it's true, then the rest isn't can't be true either. So that's why. So you gotta put that belt of truth on. You guys have to decide. You have to make a decision where it is you stand and stand firm, jumping straight off of last week's episode. Right. So the next thing we want to talk about, and this is kind of a big one too is the breastplate of righteousness. What does that even mean, right? Well, number one, it, it doesn't mean a holier-than-thou attitude, right? It doesn't mean that you are above anyone else that may be still living a sinful life or just elevating yourself above your fellow human being. Right, it's it's not, not that at, at all. Yeah. The enemy or the world wants to make a paint the picture that that's the position that we hold ourselves that to. we're self-righteous. Yeah. That we're self-righteous. I know that there's been many people, especially when I first came to God, when I, you know, those old toxic relationships, those friendships that, you know, you, you didn't need to be any part of when I started walking them away from there, I didn't say anything about how they were living their life. It was about more about how I was reconciling myself um, and the direction I was going with God. 
and their position was, well, what you're better than me now. You're better than us now. Mm-hmm. Those are words from the enemy. Yep. Oh, well, you're thinking you're all so righteous and spiritual, right? That you that you're you're elevating yourself above me. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Well, that comes from two things, I think. I think what what stands out to me when people react that way, because we've all been through this, because that's a very common reaction to somebody changing their life. That's a common reaction to someone changing their life, even when it isn't with God. It's just being better or doing better things or doing the right thing or cleaning up your life or ending an addiction or whatever. When you're around a community of people where you've been in it, you've been in it with them, and now you're not going to be in it with them. Okay. So there, that's two things. I think it's either one or the other is happening. Either they have terrible experiences with what you're going towards. Like if they have, you know, problems with the church or with God or with, I don't know, spirituality or, or just, you know, that they're just so against what you're doing or what you're saying that they're like, oh, and they just have to attack it. They just feel like compelled to attack it. Or, And I think this happens more often, but in the case that this next one isn't happening, I think it's the first one I said, but the, which is why I brought it up. But the, but the thing I think more often than anything happens is that they feel convicted right in their hearts by what you're saying about you. And they can't deal with that. And they're not ready to reconcile it or change. And they're like, Oh really? Oh, so you're just over there being, you know, you're, so it makes them feel bad about where they're at. And so they can only just attack you so that you will stop either stop or leave so they don't have to see it right you know and, or and, or come back right. so you can you know and that's assuming that you're not actually attacking them uh, you know yeah we're this is assuming that you're just being yourself you're just talking about what you're doing and you're not attacking them and judging right. them right the thing is is I, I i really find it interesting the breastplate is what is what's protecting our heart right that emotion sense center right yes. obviously we know chemically it's here the emotions but, are in the in the but brain when we yeah. talk about talk about emotions it's here it's our heart mm-hmm. and that's where we're protecting and that's where we need to hold ourselves in check so mm-hmm. let's talk about the character piece in today's world things are like we said they're not only blurring the lines We're going 150 miles per hour. Things are changing, not on a daily. Sometimes things change multiple times in a day. Okay. Um, And so it's really hard to know where we stand and where are the lies coming. Right. Right. They're, They're flying. Those lies are just flying by so, so quickly. And it's easy for us to get caught up with our emotions, to be angry, Mm -hmm. to, to feel anxiety, feel fear. And many times if we don't hold that in check and we quickly respond, Mm -hmm. we say things out of emotions. We do things out of based out of emotion that are mistakes. I believe God is calling us here to really take a beat. Take a beat, take a breath, mm-hmm. and really seek God in these things that are coming at you. Right. Well, and find the truth. Yeah. And and ask God to give you wisdom and help you to see the truth in that, so you can respond accordingly. 
and how he would want you to respond. That's great. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that is not acting passively. It's not acting, you know, submitting. Sometimes it is, but sometimes you have to tell someone exactly how you feel, but not based out of emotion, but based in love and righteousness. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about that word righteousness. I think when we say righteous or righteousness, I think people, I think people today are pretty triggered by that. Right. I mean, cause people are like, Oh, righteousness. Are you, you know, Oh, we're all so righteous or self-righteousness. And it's really all about God's righteousness. This is the righteousness that God has given us through the blood of Jesus. He's cleaned us up. This is not, we're acting and walking in righteousness based on God's definition not my definition. I'm not going to tell you that I'm righteous. I will never say that, but not by my own strength. But I, I am, I am called righteous by God through his blood. Right. And we are accountable to walk in that. If he's calling us that, and he's saying that that's where we exist and that's where we kind of reside. Now we, we are in righteousness. We are called righteous. Then we're accountable to do the right things. We're accountable to walk in that. That does not mean doing, you know, works to get into heaven and getting in, you know, having salvation happen based on works instead of grace and faith. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that we are naturally called to be the light. If we're saying be the light, that means literally your actions should reflect the righteousness that God has called and 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 called out over you, right? So this is in in and it's about guarding your heart from the corruption, right? That breastplate is guarding your heart, like you were saying, mm-hmm. from the corruption that's out there eating away at our character every day. Right, right. But when you're talking about doing the right thing, one of the things that really stands out to me is doing the right thing when it's not popular or comfortable Yeah, doing the right thing. It goes against the grain. It's not the popular thing to do. It's not what you say. It's not comfortable. Maybe mm-hmm. even it's not the most typical thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, not the most typical, like right? you like people are like questioning you and there's lots of different ways. This now we see that. Right. We see this. I remember, <laughs> you know, really being challenged to do the right thing, like, you know, growing up in school, sure. high school and sure. and you know, with peer pressure and stuff. And boy, I, I fell victim of that for sure. But um, the thing is, is as adults, as believers, we're challenged by this every day. Yeah. And yeah, we're challenged in the workplace or in, in the marketplace, wherever we are, where we have to be able to stand up for truth and righteousness, mm-hmm. even when it, it might make us feel com- uncomfortable. It may, uh, you know, we may take a hit to the pocketbook. We may take a hit to um, our friendship group. Yeah. The people that we think are our friends. Look, we see this in the church. often but and and so back but before you go to that because i do have some comments on that i wanted to comment on that you make a good point if you see it in the church because why this is not just about the world or my old friends or the people who don't follow jesus and now i'm following jesus or whatever it happens to be it's not just about the people who are aren't doing the right thing looking at you and saying oh really you're going to do the right thing. Like, Oh, you know, and like kind of 
questioning and challenging you because you're like, well, I don't even lie about that. Like, I mean, I'm convicted by God lying about like the, the littlest of things now. And I, I say little meaning like the world would say it's pretty little. It's a white lie. But I mean, I'm like, why am I lying about that? Like that the Holy Spirit convicts me. But and I say that to some people. I'm like, oh, really? Who cares? There, it's not the popular thing to do. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie about that. And so that's like what kind of what we go. That's where we go when we think of being like not the popular thing to do. But you were going to go somewhere. Uh, we were going to go somewhere else. But were you going to say something about that first? No, no. Go, go finish your thought. So, so, but I just I mean, I want to go further. Like we really felt led to go further today than just talking about me, us versus the people who aren't following God, like the us versus the world. Right. The right. world wants to say no. Right. And we want to say yes, but yeah, I, I, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep interrupting. No, we're, I want to tell I'm, you, we're really passionate about this part. Yeah. And so both of us are going to kind of go back well, and forth. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, is when, again, we're talking about being on, the unpopular thing, the thing that goes against the grain. Yeah. But one of the things that you had said is that we're called to be the light. The light in what? Darkness. Yes. That's good. And so that's good. We slowly get um lulled to sleep, even in church, mm -hmm. where where it's it's dry or it's um it's definitely consistent but it becomes dark and dim and just i would say dim dim is a good word because right? the light's yeah, but, there but it's not right bright. you're not you're not reaching people you're yeah. just checking a box right yeah. you're checking a box all right we're going to church church starts at this time we have 15 minutes of worship um the that we have 20 minutes of announcements, uh, maybe 10 minutes of a sermon, and then we close out in prayer and we're out. And, you know, and you're already still looking at your clock. Oh, am I going to make the game in time type thing? Ouch. Right? How, how much <laughs> yeah. growth, how much spiritual yeah. growth are you seeing here? But the, the thing is, is God called us to be the light of the world, to speak into darkness. Mm -hmm. And we, it is going against the grain. Yeah. And very uncomfortable to go into those dark spaces, to speak to people that maybe you're not normally going to speak to. Yep. Maybe you don't even understand them too well. God calls us to make a connection to them. But there are many times throughout history mm -hmm. okay uh there's been opposition to that i absolutely there, there's been uh, in the christian community okay i i i'm not I, I won't dive into to race here but come on that was that was a huge thing mm -hmm. right where in the religious community and christian churches you had white churches and black churches and to me there's one church yes exactly okay 100%. we are a united people mm -hmm. we don't need to be living in these different silos but what happens and even to today we we do 
even the Christian church lives into these different silos and they don't cross. They don't go and speak to one another. Right. They don't speak in unity. So um, that popular and, thing. Yeah. The popular thing would be to stay quiet, to just go with the status quo mm -hmm. and not stir up the, the apple cart. Right. Right. Um, but last week, you know, I pointed out, look, there are people that are addicted on the streets, homeless. There are people living different lifestyles that need to hear the word of God, but we continue to concede the ground to the enemy, right? Well, we don't go there, right? We don't, we don't go to these different places. We don't speak or surround ourselves with these certain right. people. I'm not going to go have a meeting at Starbucks because of what they support. If I'm having a meeting there and I can minister to somebody because that's where they wanted to meet me. How much exactly. sense does that make? I mean, I'm not trying to pick on anyone in particular. This is just stuff I hear in the Christian community. I'm just going to be honest. Like I've had people tell me like, well, I don't, I, I will not go to Starbucks because of what they support. I get it. But what if somebody's a colleague and they need to hear Jesus and they've been talking to you about it and they say, hey, I'm going to meet you at Starbucks. Hey, can I buy you a coffee? Or, hey, can we meet there or whatever? And I'm going to give my money to Starbucks right. to meet someone there who wants to talk to me about Jesus. Right. Of course I am. Of course, because I want to be the light in dark places. I am not trying to trump that with my convictions on supporting a company. I don't think that's how God feels about my heart. Right. Because he knows that I'm not like, <laughs> I know how Starbucks feels about them supplying money for abortion clinics. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to give my money to Starbucks anyway because, you know, I don't even care about what God says about that. That's not where my heart is. My heart is, you know what? I think God has grace that's sufficient for that. When I have my heart based on I have somebody asking me to come and sit and have a relationship with them in a place that just happens to be a store who their corporate may support something financially, but that's not what I'm there for. I'm not there to support that. I am there to support the person who wants to know about Jesus. Right. And we're right? so what's more important. Right. So we're talking about being that light in dark places. Right. right. And I know that's kind of a small example, no, but it's no, real, but it's real. Yeah. It's absolutely real, but let, let's, let's go back and let's, I want to point to a true story, okay, a movie that's based in true, a true story that really illustrates what we're talking about. So um, just to kind of get uh, tee this up, if you have never seen Jesus Revolution, I highly, highly recommend. highly recommend this movie. But here, we want to show you the trailer in case you haven't seen it. But if you have, just a reminder of what it's all about. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about, because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, man. Slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. Probably noticed we have some guests here today. 
I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome! Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then, that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. This world is a dark and divided place. Mm. Okay, this is this is based in the 70s, my my era. But the thing is, is this is a true story, guys. And we are more divided than ever. Than ever. Yeah. And if we are more divided than ever, and God did that then, he surely can do it. How much more could he do it now? How much more now? You know, the thing that stuck out to me the most about this movie is that these people, that you know, the hippies, right? They were all out doing drugs and getting high and trying to find something in that. What do you think they were trying to find? They were trying to find Jesus. They were trying to find spirituality. They were trying to find, you watch the movie. It goes into this, by the way. It is incredibly powerful. I know not every single person that was in that movement or in that time was looking for Jesus, but that's what they, even if they didn't know, they're looking for God. They're looking to something for something to fill that void because they didn't have love. They didn't have the thing. And these people that were that came in and helped build that church, right? The um, Pastor Chuck Smith is the guy that that that, that um, Kelsey Grammer plays, and they were looking for God. And if he wouldn't have heard God's voice on this, and went after their hearts, a he, whole generation of people would not have found Jesus. He had to look past so many things. Yes, many of these individuals were drug addicted right they didn't fit the mold at all okay but he had to be willing and go against his his church mm -hmm. to go against even the church council mm -hmm. the board and really because they had no growth and he not only saw an opportunity to reach the lost but an opportunity to teach his congregation mm -hmm. what it was about to walk this out in faith, to walk out our righteousness, right. to open our hearts to the lost. Amen. Well, sadly, we're out of time for today. Please join us on Faith Unregulated for part two of Everyday Armor for Spiritual Resilience. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Also, be sure to check out our community at patreon.com backslash faithunregulated 
where you can join the conversation and access premium content. Again, that is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and see you next time. God bless.